3: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com code LISTEN.
1: Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France.
0: And I'm Jen Romolini. And we've both been on the road, but
1: we're back now.
0: We're back. Oh my God, I missed you. I missed doing this podcast. I forgot how much, I didn't realize, I don't think, how much this podcast grounds me and talking to you once a week grounds me. Um, how was your time away?
1: It's been weeks. It's been weeks. Tour was The tour was um, fun, but it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Like when we tour with John Anderson, the guy from Yes, he plays like 1,500, 2,000 seat venues. And they often have like generous green rooms in the back and places to hang out. And when you arrive at a venue at like two o'clock in the afternoon and the kids like load in and then, you know, several hours later do sound check, you just, you have all the spare time. Right. Right. And on the Gibby tour, um, It they're smaller clubs, more like CBGB, right, 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 um, which was cooler and it was funner in a lot of ways than the John Tours, but it was just exhausting, just super exhausting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you did a thing, you did a, you were away doing a thing that is meant for young people, and I was away doing a thing (laughs) meant for old people. (laughs) Hilarious! I was an old bitch in the desert. Once again, once again, in a situation where I was like, oh, man, I love being in a place where I am 20 years younger than everybody.
1: That's hilarious.
0: There's nothing that makes you feel like, oh, I'm not old than being around a bunch of 70, 80, 90, I don't know, 100-year-old human lizards. It's hilarious.
1: I remember once reading a profile of Corinne Rutfeld, who used to be the editor of French Vogue. And in the profile, she checks out of the Mercer Hotel in Soho because mm-hmm. she's the oldest person there and checks into like some stodgy Midtown hotel. And she's like, I'm much more comfortable now.
0: No, I'm telling you, it's, you know, look, I know we need our lives to be generally generationally diverse. I know it's good to be around young people, but, you know, nobody... My age, I feel like goes out in LA. So whenever I'm out in LA, I feel fucking ancient, Mm -hmm. like just fucking ancient. And it's nice to not feel ancient. Like I was, I was in the supermarket, my favorite. I was stoned in the supermarket in Palm Mm -hmm. Springs, which is my favorite thing to do in the world because the supermarkets out there are. Beyond anything you've ever understood a supermarket to be. Just like aisle, so air conditioned, aisles and aisles, like just like massively. every kind of Kit Kat. Every kind of Kit Kat, anything you could want. You're like, I want a grill, and it has it. You know what I mean? Anything. Mm-hmm. I would like a whatever. Like a, a a a booze section that is four aisles long. It's like a it's like a block. Anyway. So, you know, there were like some very fabulous older women riding around in their ride around carts, like who were regulars in the supermarket, like, Hey, Eddie, Hey, Mrs. <laughs> T, we got plums today. You know? And I was like, this is fucking great. The lady had on like a giant hat. Like she was at the Kentucky Derby, this older woman, she had a um, a, a bedazzled um, mask and just was dressed to the nines to go to the supermarket, probably 90 years old. And I was like, I have seen my future. And Mm -hmm. I I like it a lot
1: It's it's not so bad
0: It's not so bad I don't know It's nice to It's just It's nice to be around older people And just be like Yep I'm in this stage of life Rather than being like I've already done that
1: You know Yeah No it's true And that is kind of a hard thing About being on tour It's fun to be around the kids It really is Yeah But like I was watching some of them Perform the other night And one of the girls Like jumped off the stage Into the crowd Right. And sang in the crowd and then jumped back on the stage. And I was like, like when I was getting off of the tour bus, like that last step was killing me every time. And I was like, yeah, my body doesn't move like those bodies. I also realized the reason why, maybe I've shared this already. Like I was watching a video about how middle-aged people dance. I think it was a TikTok, probably. and Okay, you, I have, did, not, you oh, have not told me this. You have not told me I how did, middle-aged people at dance. <laughs> I do all the things they do. They step from side to side. They point their <laughs> fingers. And I realized watching the kids on tour, when they're on stage, the difference is that when you get older, you only dance by moving from side to side, and you don't use your whole body. <laughs>
0: Because you're afraid to throw something out, is this exactly? Or you just like you
1: don't do it anymore? But I was like that. Yeah, I don't. I I I dance like a middle aged person, which is what I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so easy. It's just so easy to get injured. Like I, (laughs) I, I walked into a glass door which was just a really um, among <laughs> like the, the great comedy moments, like just slammed into a, a, a glass door, didn't realize it was closed. And I felt like for like, five days afterwards, and I still have to go to the chiropractor this week, I felt like I was in a car crash. Like hmm. my, my jaw was messed up. My shoulder was messed up. My left hip was messed up. My knee fell off. Like it was just
1: like, it was just because I just banged myself. I just banged yeah. these old bones. That was it. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, no, it's 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 true and the kids they don't they don't understand at all what they have. They're not supposed to. They don't they don't get that they're like you know, and they all all the girls, most of the girls dress really fairly provocatively. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the moms said to me, you know, I'm really torn about this because um I realize this is a tangent. This isn't a direction we were going, but one of the moms was like, you know, my parents taught me to be ashamed of my body. I won't do that with my daughter. But at Mm -hmm. the same point, you know, one girl just got up on stage one night in her bra, like with, you know, a skirt. I feel like
0: bras are, I feel like bras are a thing. I feel like I'm seeing like all New York street style, like bras and I feel like bras are a top now.
1: I think, I think bras are a top now, but the mom said, I give you permission to talk to my daughter cause she won't listen to me. And I, I couldn't, I didn't, no. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm not a parent. I don't, you know, they get, the kids get upset when like slimy guys come up to them after the show. And right. I want to be able to say to them like, okay, it's not cool, but those guys are going to. Think certain things about you if you dress this way, or not think certain things, but feel like it's okay to come up to you. But that's not their you, problem.
0: But that's just because they're dressed like not that. Their, it's not. It's not. They it's should, not they, their
1: problem. But men are, should not it. be animals. No, I agree, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But men are. So given that, right, right. I know, I know.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess, in some ways, the messaging we're giving young people you know freedom in your body it's not about what you dress like you know it's it's other people's problem you know men need to learn consent is hoping for a better world than the one we live in
1: that's how i feel so when i say that it sounds like i'm being really awful and conservative but what i'm saying is let's just look at what the facts are
0: yeah i mean yeah i guess i don't know the, at, the, at the same time at the same time like i was looking at i was i've I was doing some outside yoga while also, also lighting some sage. <laughs> Wow, look at you. It was really like it was really a whole a whole life because no one in my family woke up until like 10. So I had like four hours to myself in the morning. But anyway, and I was I was in like downward dog and I was looking at the tops of my legs and I was like, whoa, that's a different texture than that used to be. That is not what that used to be. Right. Like that is just a totally different body. And I always felt, I always had a little bit of spider veins. I always felt self-conscious about my legs. I hid them most of my life. And I don't know, like it's the same. It's also the, at the same time, it's like, this is your fucking body. And it's so beautiful when you're young and you and they just have no be free idea. in it. And they have no idea. And you just want to be free in it. And it's like, be fucking free in your body. Like what, I mean, what are we ultimately saying to them by telling them to dress better? Like, mm, well, I mean, cause really where this is going is where it's close to, it's not where it's going, but where it's close to is a little bit. You were asking for it. I know
1: that. I know and, that, and I, I hate that. I hate that too. But I think we also have to look at like the reality of how m- many men behave. That's all I'm saying, and I'm not yeah. going to die on this hill. Yeah, I no, will no, not no, die no, on no, no, this no. hill. No,
0: I think I think it's a very. I think it's very tricky, and I get it. And I don't know if I had a child that was dressing like that. I don't know what kind of advice. I will tell you that the advisement I got was to be scared of men. Well, the advisement I got from my dad was always, you're not going out and that." what, Mm -hmm. you know, he would say to my mom, talk to her. Why isn't she wearing a bra? Like, he was like very fucking freaked out by my wanting to be free in my body. And And that set me up for all kinds of fucked up things, fear and caution around men, which made me sexually repressed in a lot of ways, you know, and made me not able to enjoy sex because I was always afraid of men being predators and, you know, I mean, all that shit, you know, so it's so tricky. I mean, it's fucked up. And really what we should be investing is, is, is raising better men. I agree. I agree entirely. Um, well, I'm gonna switch topics if that's okay with you. I have a, I have a topic title. Yes. It happened to me. I choked.
1: <laughs> you choked.
0: <laughs> I well, not choked, like physically choked. I choked, I fucking choked on an assignment that I could not turn in and oh. then I fucking choked. I fully. For the first time in as long as I can remember, like your worst nightmare is why you don't take an assignment or why you don't do a work, whatever, do a work, mm-hmm. <laughs> is because you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's going to suck. I suck. I can't do this. And then I took an assignment that I shouldn't have taken and I couldn't do it. I couldn't fucking do it. I had I had an editor who was maybe a little bit too timid in editing me. And a mm-hmm. little bit too timid in telling me this sucks. And it just went round and round and round and round until it was finally like, I can't do this. I can't fucking do this. And it was really fucking demoralizing. It was really fucked up. I could not make the thing good. And it is like your worst yeah. nightmare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right for me to write it. It's just I couldn't make it work.
1: Yeah, I can understand why that would be super, super demoralizing, because I do think that when you write for a living or for any part of your living, you get used to the idea that it's going to start shitty maybe, but it will end good. Yes. And not getting to the end good, I could see being really, but you know, also maybe they're just, well, you were the wrong writer for the piece maybe.
0: I was the wrong writer for the piece. I have too much going on creatively. I've realized I can't take on, I I can't use my brain in the same way I used to use it. Like I have two big projects, which include like writing another 50 pages of my book and working on this other, this other podcast project. And I'm writing all week and I can't bounce From that many, I can't bounce from that many projects like I used to. I can't creatively multitask anymore. My Mm -hmm. brain—I was supposed to, because you know, people know that I write about work, and so I keep people keep reaching out to me, "Hey, write about work. Write about work." There's only so many fucking ideas you have about a fucking topic, and I was like robbing Peter to pay Paul to like, oh well, maybe I'll use this one over here and this one over here. And I got so fucking lost and I spent like the first three days of my vacation, I was like, I've got to get this piece. I got to nail this down. And I, I just couldn't. And finally I had to say to the editor, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta surrender here. I can't do it. Sorry. Fucking sucked.
1: But good for you to know that. Good for you to say that instead of torturing yourself and continuing to try to do something that wasn't clicking.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just like It is it is the fear though. It is the fear when we when we don't. I mean, I lived through it. Here I am. But the fear is that we're gonna fail. You know, the fear is like we try something new and we're gonna fail. And I kind of fucking failed and it sucked. And also just like being in a time of getting a lot of feedback, like when you're iterating, you're iterating, right? So you're getting better. But more now than it used to, feedback, negative feedback. Because you know feedback that's that the piece is not right or the the project is not right is negative, right? right. And the feedback is um, feels like you suck, you suck, you suck. You're never going to get this. Fuck you, you you suck. And really, it's just that you're iterating and you're going to get better and you're in a process. But feedback as an older person, I think we've probably talked about this before. Um, is really hard to take. And you really have to like regulate your ego to take it because if not, you'll never fucking do anything new.
1: See, that's interesting. I find that I'm better with negative feedback as an older person than I was as a younger person. Mm -hmm. I think it could really throw me. And now I think like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I just know I am not a flavor for everyone. My work isn't.
0: Yeah, I guess it's more when you're doing something new yeah, like I'm, yeah. Writing, I'm writing podcast scripts, and I don't know how to do it. And I don't know how to do it. And I keep making Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. And so I keep making dumb mistakes. And it is it it is a fucking emotional torment for me. Because when yeah. you talked about this, the mastery versus not having mastery over something.
1: But you're already ahead of the game by acknowledging that you know what you don't know. Yeah, or I don't know what I don't know. That's Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, because because I have always felt like doing that is a much stronger position to come from than faking it till you make it.
0: Yes, yes. I'm very much like, I don't know what I'm doing, help me. And then I try to quickly speed it up. But anyway, yes, I, I finally really did choke on something after not choking for, I mean, i not, I can't believe you thought that I physically choked. Oh my God, that would have been so... <laughs> No, I failed. You failed. I failed. I didn't choke on. I didn't choke on like a a fish bone. I I failed my professional life. Um, What else is happening to you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think about what I've been watching. I started watching Stranger Things, which I've never watched. Me neither. How is it? It's promising. It's promising. It's spooky. It's creepy. I kind of like it. Um. What else? I don't know. I don't fucking know. All right. Well, I have a question for
0: you because okay. I had a lot of insomnia. I had a lot of insomnia during this trip because I was drinking alcohol, which is the devil. And so I had a lot of hot flashes in the middle of the night. And I had I had this, I was on Instagram late into the night, just like fucking just on my phone for hours. And I realized that this thing that I have a significant relationship with and- most of my friends have a significant relationship with, but none of us know how the other person uses it. Like I have Mm -hmm. no idea what your habits are on Instagram. Like we don't, nobody talks about like what the fuck they do on Instagram, but I know Mm -hmm. everybody's on it for a long time. So my question is, what is your relationship with Instagram? What do you do when you're on it?
1: Um, Well, I go on Instagram first. I see if anybody's written to me. Okay. Or if, if if anybody's commented on anything, I don't really. I only I only post stories these days. I don't post um, posts. I don't post posts. Ma- main feed. I read right. Yeah. I I mean I hate what's happening to Instagram, but hopefully they're gonna right. move back. But I what do I do? I look at Dumois. Okay. Which is a really great Instagram gossip account. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say I spend a very small amount of time looking at my enemies and exes. Like I'm pretty good at like, if somebody there's one person who still really irritates me, mm-hmm. who I follow, but okay. for the most part, like the hate follows, like I've cut them out. Okay, good. good. Because it, because I just like, why do that to myself? Right, right. But no, I spend an enormous I mean, I think while I was on tour, I was spending six hours a day on the phone. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. Like what, six hours. It's so
0: fun. I mean, I don't I sometimes, sometimes I'm on the phone. With podcasts, sometimes I'm on the phone for eight or ten hours a day. I mean, cause they they record or like with MapQuest or what not MapQuest. Oh my god, am I
1: 400. have MapQuest that. ways? That's funny.
0: With ways and everything. Sometimes it's like cause it counts that as time. Um no, because I had I had this just like this moment of just like I got lost in Instagram. Like I was just like, oh that dress <laughs> that dress looks interesting. Let me follow that dress over here. Oh, maybe I want this. It's Cause sometimes it gets into a shopping like spiral pathway. Mm-hmm. But then I was looking at something. I was looking at Jack Antonoff at some point, and I was like, "He's an interesting person, Jack Antonoff." And I was like, trying to like diagnose his life. And he's engaged to Margaret Qualley. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, what's Margaret Qualley up to?" And then Margaret Qualley has. Gotten off Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, what's that scandal?" Margaret Qualley's off Instagram, <laughs> and then I was like, "My brain is broken." I have this. I is know. Bro- this is once I was down that path because I mean, I had some good times, like looking up pictures of the Jennifer Lopez Ben Affleck uh, honeymoon, which looked like a disaster, <laughs> and I very uh-huh. much enjoyed that. But like at a certain point, you're just like, "What am I doing? Where where did I start, and where did I end?"
1: When I'm on Facebook and I start looking at TikTok reels is when I feel like my head is blown mm, off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I can do that and I can get stuck in that for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And they're all really like, you know, they're not all really anything, but there' is, a lot of it's really corny and mind numbing. Oh. But then there's like, but then some of it I really enjoy. Like there's this one guy who goes up to people who are driving fancy cars, like Ferraris and things and mm-hmm. asks them what they do for a living hmm. Mm hmm. Which is very amusing, but I like that. a, a su- surprising number of the women, he asks, do only fans. OK, good for them. <laughs>
0: good for them. Anyway, that's one way I to do- use your body for money. That's a good that's actually speaking of being young and hot. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um. So, yeah, I am. And I also do the spelling bee every day. The time spelling bee.
0: Oh yeah. I was like, I was up at four. I was like up at three 30 in the morning. It's like too early to get up, but it's like, it's it, you're kind yeah. of doomed. it's a, it's a doomed hour. And I was like, I was going back and forth between Instagram and the spelling bee. And then, you know, and then I would like look up something that I had seen on Instagram. I would Google it. And then I was like, Oh, well maybe I, maybe I want this kind of dress now. Like just a, just a fucking, just Lily pad in like, bounce, (laughs) bounce, 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 you know, with just endless. endless, I know just anyway, but it's like, Instagram is like porn. Like none of us talk about our habits on it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are on it, but I don't know what any, I don't know who anybody looks up. Like, I doubt that anyone's like, it's just my friends. We all, I see my friends like celebrities. Sometimes I'll see one of my friends that I know really well, has liked a celebrity's post. And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm here over here.
0: I'm over here. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm you know, What are you li-
1: doing liking Hoda's post? Like, how
0: did this happen? <laughs> you
1: know? I know. Well, I'm not a big liker. I think people are big likers or they're not big likers. Like I, I, I can think to myself, Oh, I like that post, but I won't like it
0: no exactly unless it's like
1: unless somebody has a sick child who's gotten better or there's some you know where their dog died oh my god wait a second oh my god so what is it that you like what okay so what's your
0: liking like what you know what i mean like what's the criteria for liking do you think well
1: one of them is like if your pet died i'm gonna like it (laughs) for sure um, if you're someone I care about and you overcame an obstacle of some sort, I'm going to like it.
0: <laughs> it's true. Though. I love this so much. I will always like if you got a new job. I'll always like it no matter what. Mm. If you got a new job, if you got a book deal, if you got a, anything, if you switched something, any sort of professional milestone, I will always like it. I sometimes don't like No, I always do.
1: It's a guilt-like. I always like when people have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't. I don't. I don't. If someone just had a baby and they just post pictures like with their husband saying, these two, (laughs) uh, that is like (laughs) like kryptonite to me. I can't. I I can't. And we have a friend who posts a ton of pictures of her baby, of her kid, not a baby anymore. And I adore her. Yes. And her kid looks cute, but I just I I will never like them. I will never like a vacation shot.
0: I will never like a never leaving. I will never ever <laughs> <laughs> office for the day. I live here now. I will <laughs> It's just I won't do it even if I'm happy for you in my heart I will not do it. I will not like your vacation pick And it's a I bit, won't like yes.
1: what else will you I like? won't like anniversary anniversary things.
0: Oh mm, I will just because I'm like well you're my friend I
1: will. Yeah. No, I should, but I'm small. I'm small. Well,
0: no, I'm petty in my own way. (laughs) I have my own pettiness. (laughs) But I won't, on principle, like a celebrity post. Like, on occasion, I will like a celebrity post. But for the most part, I don't want people to see me liking a celebrity post. I really just- No, I get
1: that. No. You- you have only ever liked one of my Instagram stories. Like I pay attention to how many you like and you've only ever liked one of them. And I don't remember which one it was. And I'm like, does Romolini think I'm using Instagram wrong?
0: <laughs> I don't like people's shit. I don't like shit. And part of it is because if you sort of uniformly, you either have to uniformly like everything or you have to kind of like nothing because there's Mm -hmm. a weird thing that happens with people. I can tell like if somebody's interested in me like if they're thinking about me professionally or they're going to ask me a favor or, or whatever it is, they're just thinking about me when they start liking my post. like you can track people's behavior, you know, on these. And I always feel weirded out by it. I'm like, ah, I mean, although I'm grateful that anybody follows me anywhere, obviously, because these are platforms and we're somewhat public figures and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. But sometimes I feel freaked out by the stalking, both from other people and my own stalking. And I try to keep it like Down the down low a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like if I'm like kind of falling out with somebody, if we're having a tense moment with each other, I don't look at their story because I know they can see that I looked, and that's fucking weird.
1: Yeah, or not, or you're just going through Instagram and it came up next. I guess, but I know what you mean. I hear you. I hear you.
0: I have a person who is like a. not an enemy but we just fell out like years ago and like we tried to repair it and it just didn't work like we weren't interested in each other anymore Mm -hmm. she looks at all of my stories and i i stopped following her years ago because i was like this relationship doesn't doesn't really give me anything and i don't think you know it's working and she looks at all my stories and not only that is one of the first people to look at them. And I'm always like a little bit like, why, why are you looking at me? You don't like me anymore. We're not friends in mm-hmm. your life. You know, I don't know. These behaviors are
1: weird. I feel like, I mean, we've all gotten weird. They are weird. They are weird. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit about my most recent ex, but you know, once every three months or so, like I'll, I'll, I'll like go on to his Instagram to see what's up. Do you look and at stories? It's never, no, never, never. That's what I'm saying. You can't look at stories. That's what I'm saying. You can't look at stories, and you can't look at videos, even because it tells them who watched that too. So, no, no, I'm very careful. No, you can't. Al- although I am announcing it in a public forum, <laughs> also. <laughs> but I don't. I don't do that thing with. Social media where I like, you know, if there's an ex I'm curious about, like one of my boyfriend's exes or I don't I don't go I don't go snooping. I've always felt like this is a different kind of snooping, but I've always felt like if you go looking on someone's email or on their phone or through their private papers, you deserve to find anything you find.
0: No, I don't. It's just uncool. I don't do that either. I I do think there is a little bit of like when you first meet somebody, or like you're thinking about working with someone, or thinking about being friends with the person. There is a sort of weird audition process that happens, not in real life, but over social media, where mm-hmm. the person is kind of checking you out. It's like a new friend is checking you out, and I'm st- I'm sure this. I mean, I, I I just don't date anybody. I'm not single. I'm sure this happens very intensely if you're um. If you if you just started dating someone, but there is like an audition process happening that I feel like used to play out in real life and now plays Mm -hmm. out more over social media, which is just so weird. And I'm aware of that. Like when I've just like met somebody and we're really getting along, I'll see them looking at my stories and then I want to perform for them more because Mm -hmm. I want them Mm -hmm. to keep liking me. You know, it's, it's, I, I mean, maybe I'm just nuts. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, it
1: makes sense. It makes sense. And it, I don't know. It's, it's, I find that like, if I, if I look up, if I look up too many people, I just, it gives me a feeling in my stomach that it just isn't good. No, it's I just
0: know. like, no, it isn't good. It's like a, it's like really sickening. You can't really, even like positively looking up people, you just can't, it just needs to be like, it needs to kind of come to you. But also, yeah. like, I find doing, like, bits on social media is my favorite way to play, which is the only reason I continue my Jennifer Jennifer Lopez Ben Affleck. Because it's just, like, it, it's innocuous. It's not sh- – I don't feel like I'm sharing too much. I feel like I'm, in some ways, providing a service for others. <laughs> <You know>? like... <laughs> and it just feels like it's not about <sighs> – masquerading, you know, showing my life in a way that's not, that's inaccurate to sort of posture and perform in a way. And that, that, the economy of that, I hate.
1: Well, that's why I like B-Real, even though I hate every photograph I've ever, every, every selfie that I've ever taken on B-Real has been so unflattering.
2: Oh, it's Um, hideous! I like the fact that
1: it's like, you know, people showing themselves in their kitchen you know, sitting at their laptop, doing the shit that we do actually all spend most of our days doing.
0: I like be real too, but it is a little bit be boring. It is a little bit be boring. Like you just kind of like, oh, be boring. We're all boring. Like there is, this is why we enjoy performing content because otherwise it's just because the thing is about be real, you can't get a good shot because the selfie, the angle. You can't. The angle for a good selfie is up. And if you put the phone up, you can't get the other side.
1: (laughs) No, it's I actually took one yesterday. I took a picture of the dog and I like leaned way over. So I wasn't in the picture at all. And they don't like it when you do that. They'll let you, but they don't like it. They want you to post the really ugly picture.
0: No, they're just the ugly, the ugly and the bad lighting, because often what you're, it's such an interesting, it's such a small and interesting technology because we've grown, we've adapted so well to taking pictures with the camera facing out and with the camera facing in and the two don't work really together. Mm -mm. You can't really get the shot. Of What's in front of you and the shot of the good shot of yourself at the same time. And so you have to sacrifice one or the other. And by sacrificing the front facing shot, it's so obvious that you're trying to get a glam shot of yourself that it's embarrassing. So it really is really has disrupted the whole the whole social media thing. I do like it for that reason.
1: Yeah, I like it for that reason too. I mean, I'm tired. I mean, I can't believe how horrible I look in some of those pictures. <laughs> Me neither. I know. Just I know. unbelievable.
0: I know. I know. I know. I caught Alex. I caught Alex uh, zooming in on my be real, and I was like, I know, I look ugly in that picture. And he was like, Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't look good. You, can. you can't look good in be real pictures. It kind of, in a way that if once you accept that, it's very freeing. It's it like, is. like, Well, I'll just look. Horrible. But the fact that people do zoom in on those pictures is a little chilling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like if they're small in the corner, I can live with it. But when they zoom in, it's like I look like a marshmallow. I just look like a fucking marshmallow. No, I look like a bug. I just look like
0: because <laughs> all my glasses are way too big for my face, which is a thing that I disguise very carefully. Um, and and by design, they're too big for my face because they're also disguising all kinds of aging things on my face. But on be real, at that bad angle, I just look like a small-headed bug with giant glasses. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks percent off and we're back
1: can I tell you I, my, my mom was over a couple weeks ago and we were having a visit and we were talking about the podcast and I was talking about you she's like what does she look like and so I showed her a picture and you were wearing your big red <laughs> sunglasses glasses, and she just started laughing she was like, that is awesome
0: <laughs> I know I know it was a joke and now it's just become the thing I know I know. Well, it's
1: kind of, you are becoming, you do have, you do have, because of the way you like to dress, you are skewing wacky old lady. I
0: know. I know, man. I know. I know, but
1: then you wear it with a little crop top or something and you don't look old ladyish.
0: It's all right. I've been trying to be sexier. That's my, that's my new thing. I'm, I'm bringing sexy
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, I mean, I would like, to, you know, once again, it gets back to my, like, I would like a makeover thought yeah. Yeah. because- I would like to, I used, you know, I never felt comfortable dressing sexy when I was younger. I kind of did in my thirties, maybe early forties. And then, you know, how you dress changes. And I don't know. I'm just so bored with how I dress. I'm so bored with all my clothes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got really into a good vintage skirt game over the summer, like just really got some good skirts. And I've been, I've been like, um, I've been very tank topping. I've been just tank topping all the time. And the other day I was, um, I was with my kid and they were playing with my arm (laughs) flap, like just on my side (laughs) and playing with my arm and going, Oh, wow. Wow. Mom, your arm's really flabby. And I said, are you body shaming me right now? Cause I'm feeling a little bit like you're picking at my body. And they said, Mm -hmm. Oh no, I I love your arm. And like did this very tender thing and put their hand on my arm. And I realized that I've never introduced to them that I don't like a flabby arm. And so it didn't even occur to them to think anything negative of it when they were sort of like squishing my arm around. They were just lovingly squishing my arm
1: around. Well, that's a a testament to your skills as a mother, you know, that you committed to never talking that way in front of your kid. And that made a difference.
0: It was, it was, it was actually a real revelation. It was a real revelation that if you don't if you don't talk about your body and I never have, I've been very careful. I mean, I think the thoughts I say them to Alex, I talk to my friends about them. I'm not like above those, those body hating thoughts, but you're careful in front of her. I'm careful. I'm careful. But anyway, I've been wearing a lot of tank tops. I've basically gone back to my college fashion, which was cutoffs, tank tops and Birkenstocks. I'm basically 21 again. I've just been doing (laughs) it. I'm like, whatever. It's like, it's, it just is what it is. But I have, yeah, I've been, I've been, I wore, I went to a book reading last night and I wore a mini dress, which with shorts underneath it, I did not mm-hmm. sit down the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I can't, like, there's no way I could sit down in this. This is a cute dress that will never, that will either be worn with tights or I will only be upright. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Because the, te- you know, cause I just don't want the
1: texture of my leg against a, a chair just it doesn't type. feel good when you no. yeah no it's not a good feeling yeah. and it, yeah it can be a not a good look
0: i i've been looking at some older women i've been seeing a lot of good like nipped in i know you don't like a nipped in dress but i've been seeing some good nipped in shirt dresses like with like a little mm-hmm. bit of, of elastic nip or like a way like you know a tie around the waist mm-hmm. with like you know Not quite a a short sleeve, but that like mid short sleeve, which is actually kind of a flattering flattering cut. Mm -hmm. I saw an older woman yesterday. She had like a really cute bob that it was like she had obviously like set. It was like rolled. It was like one of those like 70s bobs that like has like a wave to it. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. And it was like a gray blonde and she had on a shirt dress and flats. And I was like, like a Chanel uh, cap toe flat. And I was like, that's fucking cute. That that woman yeah. who's like 65 looks cute. I don't know. Yeah. I'm always looking.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I feel like, um, but I don't know. I don't feel like I'd like what you just said. I don't feel like I see people older than me that often.
0: I know. I really have to like scope them out. I mean, or go or, or go to the desert where they all live. um
1: or I bet if yeah I just Florida if we went to Florida I just I mean I'm especially skewed because I was around such kids like at the before the shows the kids like change and the girls put on makeup and a lot of the boys put on makeup too and um so I would sometimes because it was Exactly the point in the day when I was starting to look really haggard, like right before showtime. So I started asking the girls to put like eyeliner on me when they were doing their own makeup. Yeah. And we were talking about eyebrows and eyelashes. And I was like, yeah, you know, they go away. You get older, you lose your eyebrows and eyelashes. And the girl who was doing my makeup was like, that's so interesting. And I was like, you're going to have another word for it than interesting when it happens to you. (laughs)
0: You know, it's weird. It's, it's weird hanging out, like even hanging out with people in their like late twenties, early thirties. I just, I don't care about the same things anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm caring about those things less. And one of the reasons that I, I choked on that story was because I don't care about relevance and paying attention to things in the way I was paying attention to them. Like I still pay attention to things, but in order to write for the internet, like the young people who write for the internet, they just have like a currency, like a fluency, you know, they just like have a fluency and, and it's not even the internet, but it's just like being out at bars and just like hearing things, having your, like, you know, do you remember being that person? You just understood Every You were up to the minute on what was happening in the world.
1: Yes, but you know, my older brother said, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, my older brother said something to me when I worked at New York Magazine. He said, the problem with your life is that Nothing new is new enough and nothing cool is cool enough. Yeah. And that's like, a, that's an exhausting way to fucking live. I'm very happy not to live that way anymore. I
0: don't care. Like, I look through tabloid magazines. I don't know who 70% of the people are. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Like, there's just things I don't care about. And the thing is, a lot of writing right now, Especially if you're writing online, if you're not writing like a first-person essay, or you're not writing a reported f- piece, if you're writing anything that's like a take, there's so much to take into consideration. Like what's going on on Twitter? Oh my God, how, mm-hmm. what's what's who's Tony Pizza? You know, like there's just so much, and you have to really be voracious for it because if not, you kind of sound out of touch. Yeah, and I just can't get it up for that anymore. I, I just want to live. A good thing. It totally is. It totally is. But it means having to readjust. And I think this happens in our lives, in, in who we wind up dating, who we wind up being friends with. These kinds of adjustments where you're like, I don't really care anymore. And I can force myself to care, but it's not where I want to put my energy. It's not where I'm at anymore. And those mm-hmm. moments, I think as we get older are so telling because they really lead us down a different path. I mean, I'm sure you're seeing this with some people, you know, or whatever it is like, Oh, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't really care anymore. And I can continue to force myself to engage in this kind of conversation or whatever it is, or I can move on to where I actually feel like there's interest. Even if that feels like, I mean, it's not gardening, but you know what I mean? Even if that's like old lady shit, like, the other day I was watching someone on speaking of social media on a loom. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. I want to fucking learn how to loom.
1: Well, you know, the Peggy Ornstein, who we had as a guest on yes. this show decided like she's a knitter and yes. then she decided, okay, I want to actually shear a sheep yes, and make yarn yes. and knit something like I want to do it from beginning to end. And she's like written a book about it. I think it sounds really cool because You do. And I admire my mom for this too. Like she will pick up a new thing very easily. You know, you, you, you can get rid of the things that no longer interest you, but it is, it is important and not especially easy to find the things that interest you now. Well, and it's not always easy. And
0: it's hard to let go of things that were like so much a part of your identity, like, you know, a byline, Ooh, you know, like, I can't believe I passed up a byline And I just had a moment where I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, what a weird feeling to have. I hadn't had that in 30 years. It like defined me, like caring about that shit, you know? Yeah. So interesting. It's freeing. It's it's really actually freeing once you get over the torment of, oh, wait, I'm changing. Oh, God, I'm moving into a different person. Who is it? Like, once you get over the panic, it's actually totally liberating. Speaking of liberating, I read an excellent fucking book on vacation what dirtbag massachusetts by isaac Fitzgerald. oh i've read about this guy yes okay so i will tell you and this is not because i'm some like social justice warrior or whatever fucking super feminist i don't remember the last time i read anything a book let's say by a straight white man i really don't remember the last hmm. time i really engaged with a straight white man's work and i've been i'd I'd seen this this book had been on my radar for a minute. It's a memoir. It's a memoir about um it's a it's a memoir about masculinity, really, right? So it's not only just mm-hmm. a book about a straight white man. It's about a man really grappling with his masculinity in a really profound way i I read it in two days. I can't stop thinking about it. And it's one of those books where you almost become codependent with the author. Like you feel Mm -hmm. very close to them. You feel like you really know them and you're very invested in who they are. It's Mm -hmm. it's the writing is beautiful. It's about things that I, you know, there's a point where he's in porn. He's a porn actor. Right. Just happens. But it's not like, it doesn't feel like stunt journalism. He's telling the story Mm -hmm. of his life. And this just happens to be one of the stories of his life, but it's also really tender. And it's, Excellent. Really one of the best books I've read in forever.
1: Well, I haven't read any book lately, but I did read an article. The, the, it's the 10-year anniversary of Tinder, the 10-year birthday of Tinder. So okay. New York Magazine did a whole package this week. And the main piece is an essay by this woman talking about her, her you know, she joined Tinder not long after it launched and right. her decade on Tinder. And it's the best piece about app dating I've ever read. Okay. Because it, you know, there are people who are very, you know, I do think Tinder is a cesspool. I got very lucky on Tinder, but I think it it is. Yeah. It it, it can be awful. But the truth is, it's also the only game in town for a lot of us. Right. Who don't, like, habitually meet new people. Right, right. And so, there are also good memories attached to it. And, like, you know fun one night stands and there's just a lot of gray and right. I thought it was a piece that really dealt with a lot of the gray and a lot of the like ick also of, yeah. of tinder
0: so what about like raya like what is that is that even one are there any good raya men-
1: raya for famous people okay but you can be but it has like I've seen it because a friend of paul's has it and it's a lot of like at least the women are a lot of influencers
0: okay, Okay. and things.
1: And it's, I think, I think they've loosened up. Like, I think they let in more people now, but that's Raya. None of them are good. None of them are good. The one that people seem to like is field, which is like a kink one. Okay, But a lot of people who are not especially kinky use it because people are pretty respectful and kind on it.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: accepting, but none of them are good. Okay. You know, none of them are like, oh, this is where the smart people go. I mean, they've tried to do that, but it doesn't work. Why do you think it doesn't work? (sighs) Because, I mean, what's, you know, you can't, you have to have a certain um, mass of people on there. Right. You know, you have to have a certain, a minimum number of people and you just can't be that choosy. Right, 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 right. and I mean, it's what Raya does. Raya does do that. Raya, you have to apply to.
0: Right, right. I knew somebody who was on Raya, but then it turned out, I didn't know this. I was like, oh, you're on Raya. And she showed me it. And it's really, it was it was really strange looking at it because it's the, the profiles are very elaborate and they have like backgrounds and it's very like, and music. Yes. It's very atmospheric, right? There's like, you know, landscapes and shit. And then I knew her for like two years and it never occurred to me that she was um, the daughter of a very famous person. She had a very famous person's last name, but it just, I had not put them together. Um, but yeah, I guess Raya's for famous is, I don't know. I, I also know, I know some women out here who are my age, but, um, on Instagram appear about 10 years younger because they face, they face tune their faces so much, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, face tunes like outside of, so they look like little kittens. They look like little baby Mm -hmm. kittens. And Mm -hmm. then like, they, you know, they even like Photoshop their bodies. And I guess Instagram is also used as a, um. Like a hookup. A dating. Like a, yeah, I've heard that. Um, yeah, I've heard that. And they, they go on dates with their, they're my age and they go on dates with celebrity, male celebrities who are in their sixties. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. Great. I mean, I don't fucking yeah. know. But I just am always like, well, what happens if you've, if you've filtered your face so much, what happens when you show up as a person?
1: I wonder that too. I wonder that too. I mean, we all put our most flattering pictures. So there, nobody, I mean, I, my theory is like a person, when I was dating online, a person is only as attractive as their least attractive photo.
0: Yes. Yes. But still, even then, even then you're going to, you're going to, no, it's, it's funny though, because even with the filters and everything, like Sometimes I'll even have tricked myself. Like I'll look at a picture of myself from like two years ago and I'll be like, wow, I was so much younger looking two years ago. And then I'm like, wait a second, that fucking thing is filtered. (laughs) Like I'm like, I've, I've fucking fooled myself. Like this is ridiculous. That's
1: funny. I mean, we've all had everybody who dates online has at least once shown up for a date with somebody who looks nothing like their profile pictures, just absolutely like it. Maybe they use someone else's pictures.
0: Do you think there are ways? Do you think there are ways to tell? Are there are there tells that somebody has um, does not look like that before you meet them? Like while you were dating, were you like were you like, okay, I I spot this and now I know, you know, if a guy does this, I'm sure I'm
1: sure that a savvier person has tells. I mean, mine is just like, you know, really look, you know, don't fall in love with the first picture, because the first picture is always like, you know, at the very least, the most flattering picture of that person that was ever taken. I've heard that men hold up fish a lot. They hold up fish. They have. I had, I had a few rules. I wouldn't, I wouldn't swipe right on somebody who had a gym picture. There are a lot of gym pictures. I won't swipe right on somebody who is on a private jet because there's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And I won't swipe right on anybody who has a picture of themselves with a celebrity, which almost caused me to swipe left on Paul because he had a picture of himself with Devo. But I decided that that was kind of cool. That is
0: kind of cool. Wait, why didn't you swipe? Why didn't you swipe on a private jet?
1: because it's like it it, because you know the guy works for like the fucking catering company and he just like had his friend take a picture of you know they don't look like people who actually spend time on private jets who actually have money and and also just anybody who thinks that like ooh i'll put a picture of a private jet the babes will really think that's hot like that it just it doesn't work that is
0: gross that is gross that is gross and the gym why because you didn't want because why
1: Cause they're always pictures of themselves, like in their workup gear, doing a selfie in front of the mirror. <laughs> it's just like you can do better than that.
0: <laughs> How do you feel to be back home?
1: It feels nice. I mean, today I have to drive Paul to um, Pennsylvania to get to catch up with the end of the last tour, the third tour of the summer. Oh my god! Um, I know. So. I'll, and then one, and then we, but then you know, and then I pick them up in Philly in about a week at the end of tour, and then we go out to Sag Harbor for the rest of the summer. So I'm really looking forward to that. But no, it feels really good. like everything feels good about being home. It feels good to like be on my sofa. It feels good to shower in my shower. It feels good to sleep in my bed. Yeah, good. It feels good to see my dog. Like that all feels very good. Good, 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 good. Should we read some reviews? We have some nice new reviews.
0: Oh yeah, let's read some reviews. We could do that.
1: Um, Okay, you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. Okay, West Coast Girl says, EIF keeps me sane. Longtime listener, first time reviewer here. I was so happy to find this podcast and welcome it into my routine, usually while going for a walk or commuting or on public transit. The transition from city girl 40s to more suburban 50s during a pandemic, no less, has been disorienting and lonely at times. Tuning in to hear Kim and Jen's honest and unvarnished takes on their own lives and bigger issues affecting women has given me hope and sustenance. Keep rocking it, ladies. We all Gen Xers need you. Very nice.
0: Amazing. Okay, this is Cat Lady 137, last week's episode. I love this podcast. It's a great self indulgent start to my week before I have to deal with the hard, awful news we all seem to face these days. And I wanted to update my earlier review because your responses to that made me love you even more. I don't know what that was, Cat Lady, but thank you for. Cat
1: Lady. No, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Cat Lady is the one who called me on it for saying that. A feminist had a facelift. Oh yes, yes, feminist,
0: feminist facelift, which is what I should have titled that episode. I don't know.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sometimes it comes to you a few days later. Oh, totally. All right, go ahead. Okay, um, Mama Bug Twenty Four says, "I feel heard." I started listening shortly after EIF began, and only wish I'd reviewed this podcast sooner. I know Kim understands me the same way she did back in the 80s, 90s when I read Sassy in spite of my mom's disapproval but didn't care. Kim and Jen are like the cool sisters I wish I could have. This podcast offers some fantastic interviews while also giving me comfort. Thank you for helping me feel less alone. Please know a huge fan from Salt Lake City appreciates you.
0: I love that so much. And also, I've been really – we have uh, listeners all over the place, which is – Wild to me. I can't believe how many states and countries our listeners are in. Thank you all for being here from such far. Yeah, from- I agree. Yeah, it's always it's, it's one of the coolest things to me about the podcast. Um, this is from Roblox Lover Two Two Two. Listening to Eif is one of the highlights of my week. It makes the world feel a little less lonely. Listening to two friends talk to each other in much the same way I talk to mine. It's authentic, funny, and smart. The best. Thank you very much Roblox lover 222. Two, two.
1: Nice. Nice. Thank you for sending these in. We really appreciate it and it helps people find the show. It helps
0: that's the thing. It helps people find the show and it helps us grow the show and I don't know. I, I think at some point that's going to really matter to us. I don't know. <laughs> I mean this is my favorite project i work on so i guess i guess i should try to keep doing it somehow
1: me too
0: all right well i think we did a show 55 minutes and 11 seconds kim france i missed mm-hmm. you i'm happy to see you again
1: i'm happy to see you
0: we have some fun guests coming up in the next month so thanks everybody for being here and we are back together from here out um thanks for listening to everything is fine we're your hosts i'm jen romolini
1: and i'm kim france
0: if you like the show please rate and review it on the platforms like we just talked about it it really helps people find us if you want to support the show support the production of the show you can join our patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine we, are, we will be back this month holding live events on Patreon. We blog there. We release um, special bonus episodes there as well. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF Podcast on Instagram. We have a robust and private Facebook group. We are on Twitter. We also have an email address. You can email us at everythingisfindthepodcast at gmail.com. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you so much Natalie for your help and we'll be back next week.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.